Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your BMW Championship Round 2 Recap. And joining me to break it all down, it's the man, Greg Ducharme. What up, Greg? Oh, man. What, what a <laughs> tournament we have going on here. Huh? I mean, there's so many stories that I want to get into, but I know we got to get right to it. So, so let's hit it, Rick. Yeah, we're going rapid fire. Uh, but here's the, here's the big storyline of Olympia Fields. It is a monster, okay? So again, for the second day in a row, plays over two and a half shots over par. We have two golfers under par, Patrick Cantlay and Rory McIlroy. Justin Ray, with our favorite tweet of the day, the last non-major to be won with a score over par was the 1981 Byron Nelson. I don't remember that one, Greg. Bruce Litsky won at one over. This thing is spicy. You you just so rarely see it, which <laughs> makes it a treat. And and for this year, I'm typically a fan of offense, but every once in a while, I like getting a, a flavor of this. I like seeing players get challenged every once in a while. I like seeing where, hey, they don't get rewarded every time they hit a good shot. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I, I like seeing this every once in a while, um, especially when, it's a it's a classic golf course. It's it's not like it's ridiculous weather conditions. Now, weather conditions obviously play a big role in it. You have firm greens, you have thick rough. It, it's kind of a perfect storm, and you have enough wind to make the players really doubt where they're going with it. Um, but but it's pretty classic. The greens are in really good shape. They're not. It's not like they're bumpy. It's not. It's hard for the right reasons, which is why I'm enjoying it so far this week. In the wise words of 50 Cent, sunny days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain, Greg. So you yep. got to have some of yep. these, right? You got to have weeks like this sometimes. Yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement with that. So uh, I'm enjoying cent. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, 50 Cent, the guy knows what he's talking about. Um, so there, there's so much to get into with the golf course, but I, I know we got to get into some of these players. But what really amazes me about this is that there's, there's two players under par. They're both one under. They're both yeah. one under. It just it seems like nobody can get ahead out here. Um, you the finishes on on both sides of the golf course are brutally tough, and players are making bogeys coming in. You make you make a birdie in in one of the last two holes, like Dustin Johnson, uh, and boom! All of a sudden, you're one back. So I, it's another one of these events, Rick, where everybody seems to be in the mix at this point. Yeah, so, I mean, what? Hideki was your first-round leader at three under. So now we're through two rounds. Our leaders are at one under. They're backing up. They're going in the wrong direction. Uh, let's talk about one of those leaders here. It's Rory McIlroy, who has been talking about how it's been difficult for him to be engaged without fans there. Maybe this course, the difficult aspect of the course, is keeping him engaged this week because he has been – Phenomenal. He, he leads the field in strokes gained from tee to green. He, he's been killing it off the tee. He's been great around the greens. Uh, and the putting stroke. Round two putting, 
gained a half a stroke on the field compared to the half a stroke that he lost in round one. Rory's figuring it out a bit. That gives you a little bit of mojo. Uh, yeah. All of a sudden, I, I feel like in yesterday's round, he really had to had to focus to stay calm. And he mentioned how it's easy for him to hang around par. It's easy for him to shoot somewhere around um, one over to two under. He, he said kind of jokingly, if you need that, I'm your guy, whether it's at TPC Boston where <laughs> yeah. everybody's shooting in the mid 60s or low or, or uh, in the 50s even. Or a week like this where, you know, nobody can even break 70. So uh, it, very interesting to see. I do, I, I think that in a strange way, um, this kind of golf course helps a Rory McIlroy, not just because of his tee to green prowess, but there's almost less pressure to make putts. There's mm. less of a, uh, of a push. You don't feel like you're getting run over if you're stringing together pars. Whereas last week at TPC Boston, if you kept hitting it to – 15 feet and you didn't make one of them you're getting left behind and it gets frustrating really quick so for for Rory this week when par is such a good score it frees him up and as a result he actually ends up making some birdies um so he yeah he Rory's looked really good so far yeah he's in the thick of it he's three and a half to one to win this golf tournament via our friends over at William Hill the co-leader through 36 holes Mr. Patrick Cantlay Back on the scene, number 12 player in the world. Now, Greg, um, this is good because Cantlay has, I mean, l- let's be real. He's, he's struggled here. He's missed, he's missed the cut at the Northern Trust. He hasn't finished inside the top 30 since the Workday Charity Open. I, I don't really like the way he's doing it. He's gained over three shots on the greens. He's gained another three around the greens. He's losing strokes on approach, which is, it's uncharacteristic, quite frankly, of, of how Patrick Cantlay is doing it. But do you think that just like because of how difficult Olympia Fields is, should we just throw out like, I don't care how he's doing it. You just have to get it done here because everything's so difficult. It definitely opens that that style of play up. You think back to last year at Pebble Beach when Justin Rose couldn't really find a, a putting surface. He was just getting it done with short game. And he had an opportunity going into the final day. Now, it didn't last. It's, it's less likely to last. But I don't think that Patrick Cantlay is having the struggles with the golf swing um, that, that Justin Rose was having last year. So, I, But I do think, to your point, that this opens up a, a number of styles of play that can be successful because you, you can just scrap it around. And it, it's easier to make pars than it is to make birdies. When, when you're talking about guys that are going really low, when you have really low scoring – you have to hit the ball really well. You have to make putts. There's certain things that you have to do really well. You have to keep giving yourself great birdie opportunities. Here, it, there are a lot more ways to make pars than there are to make birdies. And so for that reason, different styles all of a sudden enter the ring and they have an opportunity to succeed. Now, you look at the leaderboard and you see Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, Adam Scott, and you think, oh, well, ball strikers golf course. And it certainly is. But Patrick Cantlay is showing us a little bit right now that, hey, maybe you can get it done with the short game a little bit. Um, so that, it, all that being said, it still, it still favors the ball strikers. I also think there is something about, and I think we understand this, the players tell us this, like guys that don't mind or even enjoy the difficult conditions. Um, some guys get up for this. They, they might not want to be part of a 25 under birdie fest. I mean, Patrick Cantlay's won the Memorial. Hideki's won the Memorial. That Muirfield Village, obviously a very difficult course. Like it, it's, it's almost not surprising to see them near the top of the leaderboard in a week like this. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're spot on. The hard part heading into this week, Rick, was we didn't 
we didn't know the golf course was going to be like this until really Tuesday night. Players start saying it's it's going to be like a it's going to play like a U.S. Open. I mean, over the weekend, last weekend, I was hearing this place was was somewhat soft and it was going to play really long because it was soft and it's the complete opposite of what I heard. Now, a week before an event, a lot can change in a week. So um, you definitely can't put too much into that. But on a golf course, we don't really know when we're not really aware of everything that goes on um, condition wise. It it is surprising to see the golf course like this. It's not what I expected until uh, about midweek. But knowing what we know now, knowing the way this golf course is played, no, it doesn't surprise you at all. I mean, this leaderboard is shaped out – you know, it kind of looks like you would uh, almost expect, except for the fact that Rory and Patrick Cantlay haven't been playing great lately. Hideki's best finish since the restart is a tied 20th, so you may not put him in there. But as for their fingerprints, as for these players' general styles of play, their name recognition, it makes perfect sense. Well, and it's, it is interesting because I think we knew this was going to be difficult and it was going to be you know quote unquote like a u.s open but gary woodland won last year's u.s open at 13 under uh shinnecock was a beast but brooks kepka won two years ago or three years ago i guess it was 16 under four under five under nine under those are your winning scores at u.s open so i was kind of imagining seven eight nine under par that's a very difficult course on the pga tour i i, I could not have fathomed we've got two guys under par well, the other thing you have, Rick, is last year at Medina. Medina is a difficult golf course as well. It's a major championship type venue, and the players tore it. I mean, Justin Thomas lit the place up. So you almost wonder these play. You there's a uh, an interpretation that players can handle any amount of difficulty, but there are a couple things that make it really difficult for them to handle. And to me, it all starts with firmness of the greens. Once you have firm greens, now any amount of rough becomes a challenge. Um, any amount of wind becomes a challenge. Every part of the game gets more difficult when the greens firm up and, and when they're fast and when you're not as familiar with them. All these things just continue to add up to make it more difficult. So um, it, it is really interesting to watch, but you're right to your point. I mean, the U.S. Open even has had a hard time getting, um, getting players – to that over par mark without going over the edge. Right. And there's a real challenge in that. And it's a fine line. And I do believe that had somewhat of an effect along with the weather on the way that Pebble Beach played because Shinnecock had an effect. I mean, this is where Zach Johnson said that we lost the golf course on that Saturday. And you look at that Sunday and they set up the golf course completely different because yeah. in order to really make it hard for players and to keep scoring at or above par, you almost have to cross the line because the players are just that good. So I, I, what I like so far about this week is that they haven't crossed the line. The golf course is very fair. It's just it's straight up, right in front of you, brutally difficult, and that's a rare thing these days. Certainly a fine line. Um, I want to talk about Tiger Woods. I want to talk about picks for the weekend, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that 
needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there, and I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now, here's what you can do for four our listeners. Uh, first-time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viore.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. And we're back. Tiger Woods. Uh, he salvaged his day a bit by closing birdie par, including draining a 45-footer on the 18th Greg. Uh, to save that par. Now, that will vastly improve his strokes gain putting numbers uh, when you drain a 45-footer, but he still lost over a stroke on the greens putting. This is a trend, okay? I don't don't know what else to say. Um, It has not been a good year, calendar year. Go back 2020, 2019. The putter has been a big issue for Tiger, and I don't know if it's even more exaggerated, Greg, because... Tiger's historically such a good putter, right? We always say it looks like he was born with a putter in his hands, right? I mean, he just has the perfect grip. He has everything. Why can't he putt it? Like, what's going on now? What is going on? I think there's a a number of factors. I I still believe, um, I mean, think about this, Rick. He's he's practicing at home with a longer putter because it allows him to stand upright a little more. Well, that tells you that it's hard for him to practice. So he has to find alternative methods to practice. So, once practice becomes difficult, your skills are going to diminish and your green reading skills go down and all these different things start to happen. And all of a sudden it, the game gets very difficult. And then you add to that. He's not hitting a lot of fairways. I mean, he hit, he hit uh, seven of 14 fairways today, six of 14 yesterday. And no matter where that puts you in the field, that's a lot of shots out of the rough. Uh, it's a lot of shots out of difficult lies. What does that mean? Well, one, maybe you can get it to the green. Maybe you can't. Uh, he's been in a couple of fairway bunkers where he couldn't even reach the green. But once you're in the rough, now you lose control over the golf ball because the greens are so firm. Now you end up above the hole. You can't position the ball where you want. So Tiger loses a, a big portion of his advantage. And, and I talked about this yesterday with Doug. He loses a big portion of his advantage because he's not able to control his ball because of where he drives it. So if Tiger can get the ball into the fairway, he can position the ball in the proper spots like he always used to. And now he can leave himself the putts that he wants, easy putts that he likes, putts that he feels like he's going to make. Whereas now he's leaving himself a lot of difficult putts because he's not putting the golf ball in position. So I I think there's a, a big portion of this is what's going on with the putter. But I do think in the case of this week, there are some other factors at play here. 
After rounds of 73-75, he's going to enter Saturday in a tie for 55th. Our friends over at Data Golf put his odds of making the Tour Championship at less than one-half of 1%. Um, I think that might be generous at this point. I, I mean, it's just I, – I, I can't even fathom what he would need to do to fly up the leaderboard. So I guess what is Tiger Woods' goal over the weekend? Uh, well – you know, it's, it's an interesting one because, look, this is the beauty of Tiger Woods. He's never going to quit. And you see this at the end of the round today, right? He making the Tiger grinds it out all the way until the end. And part of my almost uh, a frustration with the way we, we, we idolize Tiger for many reasons, and it's well-deserved. But he's a player that, quite frankly, doesn't deserve to be in the conversation the way that he's played so far this year. Yet he is because of who, because he's Tiger Woods. He's the name brand. He pays the bills. He does so much for the game. But then you you add to that what he does to end rounds. And even when it looks like it's dire, and we all write him off. Oh, Tiger's done. He doesn't he doesn't care. What's this guy who's close to a billionaire? If he's not a billionaire, what's he doing even playing right? I mean, go home, get your rest. You're done. You're not going to win. Wins all, winning all is all that matters for him at this point in his career. Yet there's Tiger grinding out every last putt, and he does this. All the time. He did it last week a number of times. Uh, he did it at, at Harding Park. He Look, he, it's not like he makes birdie on 18 every single time. But my point is, he redlines it all the way to the finish every single round. And he just needs to continue that. He needs to find something on Saturday and on Sunday with the putter. He's got to get something going. He's got to get a little bit of a rhythm So and, and carry that forward. So you have a couple good putting rounds in a row rather than one putting round, then a week off, time off, and then we seem to be starting over every single week with him. There might be a little relief in sight for the field because there are thunderstorms in the forecast for this evening over Olympia Field. So if it can dump some water on that thing, soften, the, soften these bad boys up, uh, we might see lower scores over the weekend, Greg. So let's talk about some guys who we might have confidence in. And, and pulling up the odds over at William Hill, Rory McIlroy, of course, the odds-on favorite at this point, three and a half to one. Dustin Johnson, low-key, sneaky Dustin Johnson just oh by the way one shot back here uh is four to one to win this golf tournament Patrick Cantlay the co-leader he is five to one then you start getting into Hideki Matsuyama he's 10 to one Tony Finau at 16 along with Adam Scott is there anybody here that you think we should be keeping an eye on heading into the weekend well you have it's it's quite interesting because there's a number of players in this that are experienced winners on the PGA Tour, like Rory McIlroy has 18 wins. Dustin Johnson has 22 wins. Adam Scott has uh, 13 wins now. And one of them was at, at the Genesis, which kind of rem this golf course in Genesis, they have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that aspect of, of Adam Scott. But you go even farther down, you have a Kevin Kisner and a Bubba Watson. And this is where... I, my eyebrows start to raise when I see Bubba near the top of the leaderboard. First of all, this doesn't seem like a Bubba course. It's it's tough. This is where you expect Bubba to check out. But Bubba now is in contention. He's sniffing the lead, and he has been one of the best drivers of the golf ball so far this week. He's second for the week in strokes gained off the tee. He's seventh approaching the green. And in the guys in the top 10, he's the worst putter. He's, I mean, he's 61st in strokes gained putting. Uh, he, he has lost a... A uh, hefty amount of strokes on the greens. Now, it, the model would say, "Yeah, that's great," 
But what I say is Bubba gets in contention and Bubba wins. In his career, he has 68 top 10s. He has 12 wins. He has 14 runner-ups. When Bubba Watson gets close and he sniffs it, he takes advantage and, and he hunts down trophies. I don't know the number. We're going to work on this a little bit, Rick. But I, I think Bubba Watson has one of the best closing uh, positions of guys who end up getting in the top 10. I don't know how to word that stat quite yet, but he's got to be up there. Yeah, his his win to top ten ratio is probably yeah, yeah something like that. We're gonna figure that number out. So you can get Bubba at forty to one. I'm holding a ninety to one ticket from uh this before the start of round number two. So Bubba, You're licking your chops right now. Let's go, Bubba boy. Um, I, I think Bubba's a good play. Uh, Matthew Wolf is is that similar profile where he's fourth in strokes gained from tee to green. He is uh, losing over two and a half strokes putting. He's another guy who can use that uh, distance. I mean, I just think uh, I, as much as I think that, you know, probably one of Rory or Dustin Johnson wins this, they don't win enough, win it enough for me to want to bet them. Um, I think you want to bet, especially this week where we're, we're seeing potential carnage all the time. I want to be getting some of these longer guys, you know, even a, um, a Billy Horschel is 28 to one. Uh, he's been, he's striking it beautifully. Bubba Watson's 40, Matthew Wolf's 50 to one. So I, I'm as much as I think there's a lot of win equity at the top. I'm not, I'm not betting those guys, Greg. So, um, when you look at, at, um, at carnage like this, is yeah. there a player you're looking at that you think is, he's really going to do well when the conditions get difficult and everybody's going backwards? Like, how do you, how do you handle this? Do you think the conditions take away from the pressure of winning and the pressure shifts to, I got to handle this shot. Cause if I miss by a yard, I have to be so focused. Do you think it kind of takes the, the idea of winning the holding the trophy away? Yeah, it might be just because you're so focused on like keeping the keeping the wheels on the entire time. Um, I do think some of the Euros do it better they because they just play in tougher conditions usually. I mean, like Louis, what two shots back? Uh, Terrell Hatton, he might be. I uh, might be too. Far. I don't know if anybody's too far back. I mean, he's four back, and he is notoriously like a grinder, absolute grinder out there. Uh, so those are the types of guys that I think do benefit from just an absolute you know carnage day. Um, another question do you think there's a typically on on tour we see morning rounds on saturday and guys really have an advantage and they can make a move and you see some really low scores i'm not asking if we're going to see somebody go shoot 60 tomorrow morning but do you think there's going to be because there's 70 players now and now now that it's saturday we're kind of in a normal weekend field do you think you're going to see a big advantage for the morning guys versus the afternoon guys so I do think you could, uh, because you're you're right. We're gonna get that normal rut. They're going off in in pairs off of one. I think right. We're yeah, just getting, I believe so. Yeah. So uh, we are back to a normal Saturday, and if it does, you know, rain a bit and get some soft greens early, you heard Rory McIlroy mention how quickly the course is changing every thirty minutes throughout the day. It's just getting harder and harder and harder. If you have guys who have a two-hour head start, a three-hour head start, and they're playing in softer conditions, I would not be surprised to see a 66 out there tomorrow. Uh, just because it's it's really good conditions early, uh, that player might be out of it. He might be too far back at this point, but I, I would not be all that. I think scoring is going to get better at least tomorrow. We'll see about Sunday. If you look at a guy like John Rahm, if you want to go crazy and go really long, John Rahm plays great on Saturday. He is an expert at charging. And if you get a little rain tonight and the conditions soften up and somebody goes out and shoots 66, John Rahm would be the guy I would be looking at for that. 
he'd be at two over. The leader, he'd be, he would be in prime position to just let that leaderboard gravity, let the afternoon weather kind of take over, firm up the golf course, make it difficult, let everybody come back to him. I mean, I, I wouldn't say a guy that's six over at this point because if if it rains tonight, I don't think that's out of the question. So there's a lot of guys still in the mix. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance that this leaderboard gets even tighter or more compact over the next 24 hours. We're going to keep a close eye on it. We'll be back after every round to break it all down. Let me thank Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at TheRealGFD. You can find me on Twitter at RickRunGood. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.